I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. These are all population-based issues. Like, yeah. Canada has a very low population. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nebraska yeah. has a low population. I mean, like, the that's odds the are there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, so, if you know someone, like, around my age from Nebraska, like, it's likely that yes. we at least have, like, uh, some some overlap in our Venn diagram of, like, yes. social... 100%. You know, yeah. so... Yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, I went to college with AOC... And we never cross paths. Wait, oh my so God. what's up with it's that? Opportunity. I forgot about that. <laughs> we only overlap by one year because she's young and more successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, if man. I had a dollar for everyone younger and more successful than me. I know. I could only work two happened. days a week at a bar. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Yeah, I'm
Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that's named after a thing everyone suspected Sarah was doing with her friends <laughs> in middle school. Yes! I'm uh, Caroline Bergier. Oh, for God's sake. I'm Sarah York. <laughs> and today we're diking out with Ariel Duhamras. Oh, God. They're also showing known off. as Ariel Duhamras. <laughs> About science. Uh, Ariel. <laughs> this whole intro was an inside joke, kind yes, of. Yes, right. it was. And now you're all invited. Ariel is the environment <laughs> and climate correspondent for Vice News Tonight, the Emmy Award winning nightly newscast from Vice Media and HBO. She's written for publications like Scientific American and The Atlantic. And if that wasn't cool enough, Enough. She's also a fellow Canadian. Yes, yes, indeed. But it goes deeper than that. It does, and we just figured it all out, and it's like this We've been big... having a party here, you guys, yeah. before this intro. Like all the beautiful mind math floating around in the air as we make the connections. Go yes. for it. It's, it's been weird. <laughs> yeah. It's been weird. So we just discovered that uh, we are both from Montreal, and I mentioned uh, the university where my dad was a professor, which... Uh, Happened to also be the university where, where my father was a professor as well, and wow. the dean of the the school that school. your father worked yeah. for. Yes, yeah. uh, so kind of technically his boss. Your dad yeah. was my dad's yeah. boss. Yeah. yeah, basically yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, and who I definitely met <laughs> at some point, and I'm sure I met your father at some point as well. His name yeah. is super familiar. Yeah, um. it's so crazy. I mean, I I moved from Montreal when when I was a kid, but uh, definitely still have like a lot of memories from those days that we're coming back. And then we find out that we were both uh, the baby of the year <laughs> where we were born, which means we were the first babies born. And we got all these prizes and we were in the, yeah. the paper. I mean, different years, obviously, because right. there can only be one. Right. Right. The it's first quite babies the born in their respective years I in know. this town. That's amazing. It's, yeah, ha- it's hard we... to peak the day you're born. You right. get like a picture in the newspaper and you your parents get like uh, certificates for restaurants and a bunch of toys. Wow. And um, a baptism cake. What? Which... I am not aware of the baptism cake. Both my parents are atheists, so they okay. definitely Fantastic. did not let me know about oh, this cake. Yeah. My dad's an atheist, but they he will not pass on a free cake. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure He's they ate the cake. <laughs> oh, that's so weird, because we had that picture uh, from the newspaper like framed in our house for the longest time. I don't know where it is anymore, but it's yeah. somewhere. Um, super weird to meet that. another one of you. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't... I've never met wow, another the famous of the baby. year, all grown up. Yeah, man. <laughs> Super I bet weird. if you snapped a photo, the local paper yeah. would publish I it. I know. We should write into that paper. You really should, honestly. <laughs> I bet it would, it would be, it, I, to me, it's newsworthy. Yeah. You're right. I mean, this is probably the most newsworthy thing. This has happened there wild. in a long time. Yeah. yeah. The connections are just like crazy. Yeah. I can't even believe it. It also means that we're both Capricorns. We're both so, Capricorns. I don't know if you identify as one or not. I do. I, do. I also yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Everything is pretty uh, solid. Though we did pretty have... Capricorn-y. <laughs> We had an astrology um, diking off topic, which is our um, our Patreon content that we have, and uh, we were talking about like where my moon is and everything, and that mm. didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't yeah, identify never, with my moon. I've never gone that far, but regular, yeah. Yeah. but I, I'm surface I level only. Just what like are you? The, I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius, yeah. okay. The last day of Aquarius, the 18th. Mm. So I don't know what that means exactly. Yeah, I don't know either. It's supposed to be a thing. You made it sound good though. Thank you. Yeah. It means you're not the same sign as my dad, and that's why we get along. Great. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, good stuff. Oh, man. Now that I've... So I texted my mom to tell her about this, and I can only imagine that she's going to call me tonight and want to talk for two hours about all her memories. Really opened a can of Canadian worms on that one, didn't you? We did. Oh, God. All right. 
Uh, a few quick announcements. Uh, on March 8th, I'm going to be on a show at the Duplex called Queer Tiger Beat. And nice. uh, the lineup has all the hits from yeah. Diking Out because it's Nikki and Gwenna who are past guests of ours. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Ortega is going to be on it. Lorena uh, Rusi and um, Jessica Henderson are all on it. Oh so my God. What I'm, a it's, show. it's a dream show at the Duplex. Uh, I believe it's a variety show. I'm going to be doing stand up. Uh, Taylor Ortega also. Tonight, I mean, you're listening to this um, after it's already happened, but the Kim Possible movie does come out. Yep, uh, I'm watching it. Tonight on the Disney Channel. Yeah. She's uh, Shigo, the villain in the Ooh, Kim Possible movie. Nice. Yeah. So uh, we're going to cool. watch the Disney Channel for the first time in For the years. first time in my life, I'll be watching the Disney Channel. <laughs> to support lesbian Shigo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Queer Shigo. Um, and then also... March 20th, Jill Sobule, who has, as you all know, been on the show because we can't stop talking about her. <laughs> um, she has a show at City Vineyard in New York, and we are giving away a pair of tickets. And uh, keep an eye on our social media because that's where we'll be posting. So if you're in New York and you want a chance to see Jill for free at a really cool venue in New York, um, yeah, look out for that. Great. And then also our next show at Stonewall is going to be March 25th. The show on uh, February 25th is sold out, and we have a past guest, Alyssa Robbins, is going to come by and perform a little musical set. And speaking of musical sets for a future show in April, I'm really excited about this, but I'm also super nervous that she's going to like blow up and be too big to do uh-huh. our show. Her album just came out on Friday, Sir Baby Girl. Oh my Ooh. god! I'm That's so exciting. I'm, her album is really good. I listened yeah. to it like three times uh, through already. She is just like this awesome queer badass performer, and she's like stoked for doing the show. Yeah. But I'm like, there's a lot of time between now and April, and right, I feel like right. she's just going to be in every She'll music stick to festival. Her Come on, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I that, think she will. I don't, when is, uh, what's that big thing in, in Austin? You know, that oh, big. Oh, South by Southwest. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, That's yeah. mid-March. That's like early mid-March. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's good. like March 9th through like the 14th or something. All right. Yeah. Is she going to that? Probably. I Probably. don't know. That's like where all the cool <laughs> people are going. I yeah. know. And yeah. she's the coolest. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So that is news. Oh, and then another fun thing. This week, both mm-hmm. Sarah and I got to tweet uh, for Tignataro. It was awesome. Ooh, yeah, yeah, we were guests on her uh, Twitter account. Which gets passed which around. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, basically, like, huh. they let one person take it over from, like, midnight Pacific time to the following this. midnight. Yeah, yeah. and then um, you, there's some guidelines, obviously, like some numbers of tweets you can't really exceed or whatever. Uh, but then you get to pass it along to the next person. So cool. how did it go? It was fun. It was Yours a was lot amazing. of fun. So was mine. It was like it was a blast. Um, it was a lot of fun, but also confirmed some uh, things for me that I didn't want to believe. That <laughs> so I'm always like on Twitter, like, oh, this joke would kill if only I had more followers. Only I had a platform. <laughs> and then from Tig's account, way more followers, and I retweet like my favorite joke, and it's like. A few more likes. No, I mean, like, you it got, got more lot. likes, yeah. and I'm like, I really thought that this yeah. Judge Judy joke was going <laughs> to was gonna kill. I mean, Aww. her audience just craves Judge Judy content, so. I thought there I was mean, an I overlap, would. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, it, was, it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, it was really, like, 
fun to kind of, well, not really fun, actually. It was kind of weird to see, like, some of the dumb replies to them. You know what I mean? Like, the people who just, like, chime in on Twitter under, like, a famous person's comments and make stupid non sequitur comment like yeah. i don't know it just like i could see how that Is it, get... was it like self-promotion or was it like trolls well or... no it was just people that were like i don't get it like well like, yeah you know uh... and, and also people i saw the one that was like <laughs> wait this doesn't make sense and yeah. someone else like broke it down for yeah them real i was fast. thankful for that person yeah uh, <laughs> mine so i tweeted i didn't respond to any of them obviously but because you... you don't want to like in... i'm not engaging under her account yeah or mine for that matter so. yeah, yeah yeah uh when I tweeted a, a gif of her on, because she's on uh, the Star Trek Discovery show now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which people apparently, I didn't know this until I was on the Twitter account, people are like oh, raving the, yeah, about yeah, her yeah. performance on it. Really? The engineer. Man, um, I need to check that out now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People are like, she's so Is this amazing the show or the movie? The show. Okay. So the, it's a like show a- on like CBS All Access or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and... Um, Jet Reno, I think, is the character's name of the mm-hmm. engineer. Oh, okay. But Tig also makes jokes about how she looks like Tom Cruise. <laughs> so I mean, she kinda, so I read. I don't see it in this picture, though. In, in this gift, because she has these goggles on, it looks like Tom Cruise. Yeah. So I retweeted it and I said, or I tweeted it out and I said, <laughs> uh, you know, no one's giving Tom Cruise enough credit for his role in Star Trek. Oh God. And then a, a Tig fan was like. I'm shocked you would uh, associate yourself with Come Tom, on. Tom Cruise Tig, given all... I'm like, uh, if you're a fan of Tig, you know that that's like a joke she makes. People are so fucking bad at Twitter. And, and thought I was like literally... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Twitter is is a it's the thing that West. I have to use because of my job. Right. And it's mostly just the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so. I, I live on it, so... Yeah. <laughs> I love it and hate it in equal measure. Like, right. it's just yeah. like, I, yeah. I vacillate between being like, I have to get out of this hellhole. Yeah. And my, also being obsessed. My with line that. is that my favorite social network is is Goodreads. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, even though it's like owned by Amazon. Right. But uh, yeah, that that place is positive, man. It's yeah, good, it's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> At least man. the word "good" is in it. You know. <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I had a, I had a really fun time doing it, um, and I'm hoping that it brought some people to the pod. That was like the whole point, like the whole you know, because you're only supposed yeah. to like self promote like a couple times, once or twice maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like bookended it with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was fun. I didn't put a lot of like, I, I don't want to say I didn't put effort. I literally just did like dumb throwaway jokes, and then I kind of felt bad after that because like Sarah Kennedy was amazing. Like all these comics that have had it in the last couple of weeks have been like Caitlin Fontana was like so good. Really. Like Did really well thought out. Like you know, they use their character limit nicely. Whereas my jokes were like four words and like a gif. Like it wasn't even. I don't know. It was fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of pressure. Like it kind of was. Feel I feel like felt it would like, stress me out. I, yeah. Yeah. And you have to really sort of be like. I happened to be off work yesterday, thankfully, because I I was kind of anchored at home because I had to have. Uh, I had to get into her account through my computer because mm-hmm. I couldn't do it through my phone. And then I was on mine on my phone, so I was like managing oh God. Yeah. both things all day and like toggling between the apps. And I and I would like accidentally like like something under her account, and I was like, oh shit, no, I can't yeah. do that. Or like I, I don't think we can, but like I didn't really want to go on like a liking yeah. spree on her account. No, I I feel like it, I yeah I would feel like a, a responsibility. I yeah. felt like. And I, it I felt like the like most a powerful paralyzing person in the world. Responsibility. Yeah, it was kind of like yeah. I was like, oh my god! Once I logged in, I felt like one of those hackers on like a '90s movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're in. Like I just was so <laughs> dialed into it. 
So you, what you're saying is you're Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Okay, that's, cool, that's, cool, what cool, I, cool. that's where I was good. That was the bridge I was building to that point. I was right there yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> I also peeped into her DMs. So did I. Not to. I know. I, I, I told everyone I knew who was oh tweeting. I was like, make sure you check the DMs because uh, you're not allowed to send DMs when you're doing it. Like, that's one of the rules. Right. Um, Understandably so. Yes. <laughs> So, and then also Tig isn't really using the account. So I didn't feel like right. I was invading her privacy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's not something she yeah, personally. Yeah, it's probably fine. But yeah. you get to see who DMs her. Yeah, yeah. I'm and sure it's it fascinating. Was, so, I mean, you know. There's I know, some big names in there, but. There is one. I think it's okay to, to say because she's yeah. the coolest. Monica Lewinsky. Whoa. Sent her a DM. And I'm like, I want to reply so bad. I know. Oh my but God. also, it's not from Tig. And I know Monica isn't looking for me, but yeah, I'm, that's, I'm such that's a Monica like Lewinsky the definition fan. of an ethical, but yes, like, yes. exactly. So cool. Literally, so yeah. Like, yeah. I felt bad enough. Like, I felt like I had to, like, sh- shut my windows before I, like, looked in her DMs. It was just, like, a very but nice, all silly, fun, like, innocuous. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. innocuous, all of them. Yeah. There was one from, like, Patton Oswald in there. Patton Oswald. The, yeah. the Ellen, but I figured he probably has, like, her phone number. The Ellen right. Page exchange. Yeah, was, that was. That was cute. Wow. Yeah. That was a yeah, funny was one. Great. Man. Uh, Ellen Page. Uh, also Canadian. Of, also Canadian. Uh, also on Twitter. Wow. Mm-hmm. Stirring up some shit with uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. So now for Poor the third him. for the third week in a row, I think we have another Ellen versus Ellen segment. I know, because, right? Uh, the I timing mean, I, again. I you really know? agreed with you guys last week. Like, thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I thought I was going to get a lot of There's definitely like a good that. Ellen and a bad Ellen right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's disappointing. There is. I mean, it's like it's there's Ellen Page and then the, in the upside down right now, there's Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. you know, Who, this like sort of. I mean, obviously. Not fully in the upside down. She's not like in the gross like yeah. no pool. I mean and when I say bad Ellen I mean like like slightly yes, disappointing she, could exactly. be wish you were better Ellen yeah. exactly yeah. wish you were better XOXO like I yeah. you know uh, yeah so Chris Pratt just reminds me of like every big doughy hunter I went to college with like <laughs> he's so fucking uninteresting to me <laughs> He was so I mean, much, like, I loved listen, him. Listen, Parks and Rec Chris Pratt is great. I know. And someone tweeted, Andy Dwyer would hate Chris Pratt. And I was like, that's <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yes. loved Andy Dwyer. So Chris Pratt, uh, yes, like, I liked him in Parks and Rec. But then I remember he was on, I don't know if it was, like, Fallon or which talk show years ago and was talking about a joke he did on set. And I was like, that's not cool at all. And they were laughing about it. Oh, when he, when he was naked? He, yeah, he yeah. was, he I'm basically, sorry, what? he remember, flashes dick to Amy yeah, Poehler. Remember, remember the scene in, I don't know how like well-versed you are in Parks and Rec, but they were in uh, season one or two, one of the early seasons when he was like, not, his character wasn't quite as prominent. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, all the characters kind of developed over time, but his, this was early on. There's a scene where Amy Poehler, and I think uh, Rashida Jones, I think it was it was Leslie and Ann opened the door to a house and he's standing there naked. Obviously, it's blurred for us, mm-hmm. but like you assume watching it that he's wearing like yeah, nude underwear those, or like, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But apparently when they really filmed it, he decided to just pull those off and be naked just to so, get that shock value of like. So he yeah. Was, yeah, they couldn't get her reaction right. So then he decided to actually show up naked to yeah. get the, the reaction. And then... Well, I mean, I think it worked, but... It it worked, yeah. but Is then, that the scene that they ended up using? I think know? they did. I think they did. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Wow. And that actually, when it happened, that inspired, like, a sketch I wrote about 
how it was about like a guy in the workplace, like using his dick to give feedback or like to get the right reaction out of people. Right. Because, yeah, if that happened in any other job, that it's like, oh, you're not reacting the right way. Let me show you. Right. Like that. You know? Yeah. I mean, in any other circumstance, like. Yeah. Incredibly inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a workplace. I I really wonder what effect that had on everybody on set that day. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted. I mean, obviously, like, uh, I don't know. People who were in comedy would be like, "Oh, it's funny," but it's like, right. like is it, it happened. Yeah, like I, w- I would be very. Interested it's just to hear one of those behaviors that are like deeply normalized. E- exactly. Yes. And, yeah. 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 Like, nah, man. Even if this is what's in the script, that doesn't give you license. And I find, to- yeah, exactly. And I find it hard to believe that a person of Amy Poehler's caliber wouldn't have eventually given them the reaction they wanted. Like, you didn't have to show. Amy Poehler, your dick to yeah. give her, to make her give you right. the right and reaction. And for all I know, she, you know, if if we were to like have this conversation in front of her, in front of her, she uh-huh. might like be like, yeah, it was super funny, loved it. Like, yeah, I yeah don't know. maybe, sure, I don't know. Like, but I, still. I'm not gonna. It's just, I, I don't think I'd be pleased. No, yeah. and it just kind of, it just illustrates like white men in comedy just like right. pretty much do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah. yeah, and then well, even if if Amy was fine with it, then like. Is Other people might see that and do it. Like, and then, yeah, PAs you don't know. There You're setting a dick. bad yeah, precedent yeah. by showing And the other dick. actors in the scene. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Rashida Jones is also in that scene. I'm not positive, like, but yeah. yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Hmm. So, so I was always kind of like, okay, Chris Pratt, whatever. Like, yeah. he's a little bit off. And then, uh, you know. And like, then he, like, got hot and just. I don't know. I just feel like he did. He just like, you know, he worked, he started working out and became this, became this like huge action star. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but I think he's it's always Osama been... It's Osama Bin Laden's fault because he was in Zero yeah. Dark Thirty. I know. And if he didn't lose weight for Zero yeah. Dark Thirty, people oh would have paid God. attention. But I, yeah, but I think he's always had that sort of like conservative dude thing happening. We just didn't really know it until yeah. now he's a little more vocal about it. And now he's like, I think he's engaged to recap, to the thing now. The thing that happened was that um, he, he was, was talking, talking about, about his, his, his church. His yeah, reaction, yeah, he's yeah, part of the same church as... Bieber. Justin Bieber. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. The Another Canadian. Another yeah. Canadian. You know, we're seeing all the parallels here, guys. Um, I wonder if he was baby of the year. Probably not. I mean, he wasn't born in Ontario. I don't know. Oh, okay. We don't know how there. they do we'll I have no later. idea. I don't know anything about Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like his specific church, I think, was the whole thing and, and, um, and how they have like a pretty general stance against the, I hate this word, lifestyle. Yeah. Of homosexuality. Yeah. That's, and I don't she, know. so what did Ellen Page tweet? She like asked a question, right? Yeah. So she uh, tweeted the footage from Colbert, which she was on like the week mm-hmm. before to promote Umbrella Academy, but instead used that time to talk about environmental racism, and which got I want to get to. Very emotional. Yeah. yeah it it got very really emotional. It was great. It was so great. We loved it. And then, uh, you know, she's calling out Colbert for not being like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, no mention of how like, He's part of a church that's part of the problem that I was talking about mm-hmm. last week of people in positions of like influence being uh, homophobic and calling him out on that. And then all these people are like, oh, Ellen, why do you have to ruin it? It's just Chris Pratt. Like, let yeah, him have so his funny. religion and stuff. Yeah. But if your like religion is bigoted and trying to, you know, convince all these people to like mm-hmm. demonize 
who you are as a person and, and who you love. Then that's, and also that's the, not when cool. people say like, well, it's his religion. Well, it's not really. It's it's the actual church itself. Like right. there's a lot of people who are Christian who belong to churches who from, are. It's not like a Catholic church, right? It's no, it's, I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's, it's Christianity. Like yeah. I think it's kind of a. I don't know if it's like evangelical or if it's like yeah. leaning towards like that. they could make their own rules. Is yes, the point. like this. There's and an they actual, have purposefully yeah. decided that. They, I think there was a controversy with that within that church of like a choir member getting married, a male choir member yes. getting married to another man, and that was a big deal. And he got, I think, like kicked out of it. Right. So, so yeah. like they have actually taken actions against gay people right. in that church that yeah. were really, really terrible things. Um, it's sin discrimination because yeah, they right. only care about people being gay. But if you like lie or, or cheat get divorced or, or, yeah, or, or, or multiple stuff. times or yeah. whatever because he just got engaged to uh some well if you're not catholic someone, that doesn't matter I don't, but, oh yeah. that's true yeah a kennedy I it was a thing a kennedy yeah yeah she just got in, engaged to a kennedy she's in isn't she like Mar- maria shriver's niece or something or i don't know yeah. she's like in that that wing of the kennedy family mm. i think yeah i think she's maria shriver's is she, daughter is she a schwarzenegger, a schwarzenegger daughter or i don't know she's someone we're talking about Chris was. Pratt. Chris Pratt's yeah. Beyonce. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Well, Karina's not know. here we today to fact check for us, but, but you know, Google clearly, <laughs> clearly, his PR team thought that this was big, in, like a big enough deal that he did respond to the yeah. page on Instagram. I think yes. Instagram stories. Yeah. He gave so one it of disappeared. Those, like, tepid, like. Yeah, stories of all things. L- L- like, we, like we need more, more love. Like, well, not hate. yeah, it's like all, oh, but you know, we, we, uh, what, what's the, the, they use this blanket language where they're like, that's, that's, couldn't be further from the truth. We, we welcome everyone into our church, meaning yeah. like we'll take your money, but. I mean, don't, by welcome everyone, that's, a, that's a, such a, a typical throwaway. Like, yeah, we love the people, not the action. Right, yeah. right. I, Come yeah. on. Because ultimately yeah. it's about the people contributing money to right. a church. That's and how it, I churches are businesses. I also so. don't think that Ellen Page was like, please didn't like leave your church as a terrible thing. Yeah. I think it's a very simple thing. Like you work in entertainment. You yeah. know a lot of gay people. Yeah. Like it's a very simple thing to say, yeah, my church has this stance. I don't. And I denounce that stance mm-hmm. and it's not okay. Um, I'm not going to leave my church because it's my community, mm-hmm. uh, but I will strive to make it better. Yeah, right. and or you like, could say I can try to help from within this place or right. something like that. It's a he very has a huge easy, actually. Like it's not that hard to get this right. Yeah, and he clearly did not. Yep, mm-hmm. so. agree, agree, agree. Yeah, I don't think Andy Dwyer would like him. You yeah. guys, I have uh, breaking news. Breaking what? news from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ariel, you were holding out on us. What? Uh, so my mom writes, because I, I've asked about your dad, mm-hmm. uh, they are great people. I remember her mom talking about her friend, Gordy. It was Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> what? Your mom is friends with Gordon Lightfoot? No. Who the hell's Gordon Lightfoot? She's thinking, I, my is she thinking mom of someone is else? not friends with Gordon Lightfoot. Who is All Gordon right. Lightfoot? I don't know who that is. I mean, I'm I a character. <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot's a singer. Gordon yeah. Lightfoot is a cartoon character. No. He has to be. He's real? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, he's, okay. He's a real person. Um, no, I mean, I if okay. this is a secret to me, I'm not aware of this. You know, my mom was drinking a lot of wine back then. Uh, they had a lot of dinner parties, so she could have uh, listened to academics. Right. Yeah. yeah, she said she did say we were at a lot of dinner parties with yes, them. Definitely, so she definitely. might have got wires crossed with another. I mean, friend I'll of ask her, but Gordy. I, I don't, I don't think so. Gordy Lightfoot. Gordy Lightfoot. That's great. 
And that's, that, that's, that's extremely that Canadian. She also asked, did she get the gifts uh, like you yes, for being first definitely. baby? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We, all the presents. That's so yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, not that I remember any of them because obviously I was right, like right. age zero. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, what a weird age told. to shower a kid with gifts when they're like three hours old. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. I think it's also, so I think they gave like a certificate for a restaurant to the parents and then also like a certificate for a babysitter for one night. Or oh, something. that's cool. Like, I think wow, that was really one thought, of the things. So that's they gifted nice. in a, whole, a whole experience to your parents yeah. Yeah. having a baby yeah, right at the was, beginning of the year. Yeah. I, I, you know, you'd have to fact check me on that. I'm yeah. not 100% certain, but I think that was the thing. It was my mom and one other lady in the hospital. Uh, I was actually born during a... I don't know if it was officially a blizzard, mm-hmm. but it was a pretty bad Sounds like storm. Montreal. Yeah. Like yeah. Canada, New Like Year's regular Eve, winter, sounds... it's hard yeah. to know. <laughs> uh, but there was a, a ton of snow, and it was just like my mom and one other woman in the hospital waiting to see who gave wow. <laughs> birth oh my first. My best friend and I have the same exact birth. We're born like a few hours apart, uh, and she lives here. And we discovered it when we were like 13. Mm. At a, we were at a YMCA event for teens, and... <laughs> And we like we're talking about birthdays, and we've been like inseparable ever since. And we're celebrating together this year, which is amazing. Wait, oh, were you born at the same funny. hospital? No, I was born uh, in Hawaii, and she was born in, in Nebraska. Oh, I always mm. forget that about yeah. you. Yeah, so we were. I think I think I might have been. I was born at like seven a.m. Uh, like Pacific time. So yeah. I'm not sure when she was, but yeah, we uh, for the first time ever we're celebrating together this year, which is great. But it is weird nice. when you meet people that are born like on the exact same day as you are. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, to be clear, Carolyn and I don't have the same birthday. Right, actually. Right, right. My one, year one was a very infertile year. year, apparently. I'm born on January 2nd. Wow, in the they afternoon. went that whole, they went a whole day and a half without a baby. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, wonder if that was a controversy in the hospital where they're like, guys, we don't have a, a new year baby yet. <laughs> yeah, we don't right? know. I don't we got know. a couple ladies here, uh, you know, getting close, but I, I don't know what to tell you. There's no baby. I have no idea what happened, <laughs> but something that year. I also think that it, because the hospital itself is not in that city, like it's not. Oh, okay. So I think, I think maybe you had to like submit paperwork to like prove that your child was born in a specific time, and maybe that year, like parents just were not on it. Wow, no, for all you know I what? know, a missed fax, and you would have been. Yeah, I mean, my parents are extremely organized. Like they would have, they would have sent in that paperwork at right, the right, right time. Like they would have claimed that. Yeah, my dad this loves so a deal great. too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Loves yeah, yeah. a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Same for my dad. I can't believe my mom texted in with fake news about Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> I mean, so I'm not. Wow. Just, what a publicity in case, stunt. in case your mother listens to this, I'm not saying she's lying. I don't yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> just Dottie trying to steal the spotlight. Dottie again. with fake news about Gordon Lightfoot. I know. Wow. <laughs> so hyper specific. I love that. That's my mom's kind of fake news. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be obscure yeah. Canadian singers. Yeah, but you but you moved away from Montreal at a fairly young young age. Right? I did, yeah. yeah, and I moved to the suburbs of Buffalo, and I was like, "What is this? This isn't as cool. It can't be as that different. Is it a lot a lot different? I mean, if you live, I don't like, want to offend your Canadian sensibilities. Oh yeah, Montre- I'm sure Montreal's Montreal, a million times cooler. Obviously, yeah, Montreal is a million times cooler than Buffalo. All I know then, about Buffalo is like on DeFranco. Yes, that's a good thing to know. I know about literally us. no fact. I couldn't tell you a single thing about Buffalo. Righteous Babes, Babes. Records yeah. is there. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I know some things. You yeah. know a lot more than I do. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Righteous Babe Records is there, and you will 
on a nice weather day, uh, usually find some lesbian uh, white lady with dreads sitting on of course, the front of lawn yeah. of Righteous Babe Records, oh, playing Annie God. DeFranco covers, <laughs> waiting to be discovered. No. Oh, wow. It's a I mean, thing. So it's a thing. T- t- just to clarify, I was a huge Annie DeFranco fan growing up. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, she's the reason I started playing guitar. Oh. Um, but things have gotten very complicated with Annie DeFranco since then. Like her, like, do you, do you know about the controversy I don't know a any few of years ago? I, I don't know. She planned a guitar retreat a few years ago where, like, you pay oh, yeah. to, like, and she had it, she was going to ha- have it, hold it on a plantation in the South, uh-huh. like a former plantation. And there was this huge uproar, and she did not respond well to oh, this. Oh, no. So it's been a little bit hard to love her ever since. Um, yeah. That said, I have news. Okay. She is like, <laughs> still keep up with these things. Um, she is putting out a memoir this year, mm. um, and I intend on reading it. Yeah. So yeah. I, will, I will update you on that. When Great. It comes All right. Yeah. I might want to read that just to hear what she has to say about Buffalo. <laughs> Which is not like Montreal. No. And, and then I moved to like the suburbs of Buffalo. Uh-huh. So when you live like in a city and then you move to the suburbs and all you ever knew was like city life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're like. I couldn't do the yeah, suburbs. Like, why can't been, I get around so anywhere? I, yeah. You know, yeah. All I know is finger picking and on to Franco and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's. Yeah. It's all right. Imagine, Buffalo's good. So she was she was going to. Do like a guitar camp, like a guitar. Yeah, uh, it was going to be like a guitar retreat songwriting wow. thing. Um, imagine, I, imagine how gay an Ani DeFranco guitar retreat would have so been. Like, gay. So gay. So many people would have either met their girlfriends or uh, run into exes, and yeah. it would have just been yeah. chaos. Yes. Like, well, I, I think I, I've told this story before that once I tried buying uh, Ani DeFranco tickets on Craigslist, and it turns out <laughs> it was my ex-girlfriend who was selling them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she responded to the ad and was like, I think you know uh, why you can't have my extra ticket. Because oh it, it was God. someone being like, I have an extra ticket. Oh, I need someone to go right. with. Yeah. Oh, um, that's funny. <laughs> and wrote kind of like the, this like, funny, silly. Ticket. Yeah, they wrote this funny, silly <laughs> ad. And I'm like, all right, this seems like a so cool You could tell I, like, her voice coming through the ad. No. So I actually played out this scenario for real <laughs> yeah. because I, um, my ex, when we broke up, we still had on DeFranco tickets. Classic. <laughs> Same with me, but for Beyonce. So, and this is like a month <laughs> after we've broken up and we still go. I've done this twice. I also did this for a Spice Girl concert. Amazing. Uh, oh, wow. Many years ago. And that actually turned out pretty well. Like that was, that was not nearly as bad as the DeFranco concert. So we go <laughs> see DeFranco, And this is like, Five and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, we were both guitar players. Like, it was like, we right. liked Ani still then. Um, and so we go to the concert, and, like, she meets up with me, and I, God, it was so brutal, so painful. Like, I won't talk about it too much, but, like, I'm pretty sure I cried throughout most of the concert. Oh, right. man. And you were in no way the only person there crying and I felt about your so ex. bad for the people <laughs> next to me, because it was, like, sitting seats. Like, it wasn't oh, standing. Oh, I love yeah, concerts yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was that. literally, like, shaking <laughs> in my seat. For probably most of that experience. Um, oh, and I'm, like my ex obviously didn't have a good time either. Yeah. Well, um, I, it was I'm just. Sure, she didn't. It was really bad. Yeah. Wow. So oh my gosh. I'm really glad that you didn't buy that ticket because I, I do not recommend it. I'm glad she didn't trick me into it because it was an ex that I told her <laughs> eventually we could be friends, but I was lying. I just worst, wanted like, her not to like contact me. So I was like, just give me a year and then we can be friends. And then uh, I, I'm actually shocked that she didn't. 
like try and trick yeah, me that it wasn't and let like me some... just show up and be like hey we can be friends now it's like oh. hi this is the worst this rom-com you've ever seen yeah that's gayer than the time that two of my exes got engaged to each other <laughs> yeah what? yeah did they end up getting my married fir- no they didn't my mm. my my first two girlfriends actually ended up engaged for quite some time uh and then i i that's that's a lot. I know. And then uh and then I I think I just sort of dropped in on one of their like Instagrams and noticed like hmm there hasn't been a picture of them together in quite some time then I figured uh, it out. Hmm. So Wow, we're really yeah. filling out the lesbian bingo card. Totally. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh going back to Ellen Page, she was talking about environmental uh racism mm-hmm. and how global warming um affects some of the the poorest communities mm-hmm. and yeah. um I thought that was very interesting and something that I don't think it's talked about much with climate change. So we're transitioning to our topic of <laughs> science, but uh, a lot of the reporting you do is on yeah. um, climate change specifically mm-hmm. and going to these small uh, islands or coastal towns that are affected and are going to be disappearing in these. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, I uh, I like to say that I cover the slow-moving apocalypse. Yep. yep. Um, it is not the most cheerful beat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that there are that many cheerful beats when it comes to journalism, but, you know, this one is this one is kind of weird because it's, like, kind of slow and kind of fast, and it does affect vulnerable communities. Like, she's... Ellen Page got this right. Yeah. Um, which was really nice for me to hear because very few people do talk about this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are going to be able to adapt to climate change that and those people will be affluent individuals. Right. Yep. They will raise their houses. They will move further inland. They will get away from from flood zones. They will be able to escape, um, sell their their homes even and at a loss. And that will be fine. Um, but I spend a lot of time around people who have to declare bankruptcy um, because they just can't sell their homes because they keep flooding. And this isn't just on the coast. This is inland as well, right? There are, like, the Mississippi River and, like, is floods all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's getting worse because there's more rainfall. Um, so it's it's just, I see this over and over and over again. And it's not just flooding. It's it's heat that will kill people. Yeah, It's agricultural issues, farmers who are going to be in so much trouble down the line. Um, constant storms, like it's just, it's really, really bad. Um, and you know, for the past two and a half years, I've been traveling the world, um, spending time with communities that are in really bad shape and that are showing immense strength. It's really, really awesome to see that. But yeah, there's, we're going to have to change something if we want to help these people. How is it different in, uh, other countries? Like what are mm-hmm. other countries doing that you notice that might be different than, uh, the U S which is yeah. totally um, ignoring the problem. I was going to say, <laughs> you mean other than nothing? Yeah. <laughs> what right. we're doing? Well, one <laughs> example is, uh, Spain. Mm-hmm. So I was in Spain in December. Um, and this is a complicated issue. It's not black and white and it's not necessarily, you know, great or, or bad, but what they've done is they signed an agreement with coal miners, coal companies and coal miners, and they shut down almost all of the coal mines in Spain at the end of December. Wow. Um, they are still going to use coal to power some of their electricity. Uh, they're going to import it and there's still like one operating mine somewhere. Um, but that means laying off 1,500 people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not that many coal miners, um, but the U.S. 
doesn't have that many coal miners left either. Yeah. So it's sort of this weird thing where they laid off a bunch of people and decide to do like a fair transition where they were going to provide some of these miners with retirement packages and uh, job transition plans that were allowed to like retraining Mm -hmm. and then environmental restoration, all of these things. It's not going really well. Hmm. Um, Other than some miners who will get early retirement. Yeah. I spoke to a miner who's 43 and he's retiring and he's like, Kind of happy about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, everyone in Europe doesn't retire at 40. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, wow, what took him so long? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so old. Um, but a lot of these people are freelance contractors. They're not going to get any of these benefits. And the retraining plans have not been put in place fast enough. So they're kind of floundering. Like they have to go on unemployment. These communities are largely have been sent. And the U.S. has this a lot. You know, in Appalachia is communities that are centered around a single industry like coal mining. Yeah. Um, So what you end up with is communities where there's nothing going on. Like the bars are literally called like coal mine something something, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like the miners bar. And then you end up with a community where that is gone. And so young people move away. Old people are all in unemployment. It really decimates a community. And regardless of how you feel about coal mining, um, seeing these people who, you know, have for generations have Mm -hmm. been doing this thing, uh, seeing them sort of lose their livelihood overnight is, is really devastating. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like environmental groups and unions like world national international unions have praised this deal in Spain. And as an example, like sort of a, a microcosm, like a sort of like green new deal ish type thing, um, and in the long run, when they do shut down their coal-fired power plants, which I think they're supposed to do within the next five years, that's, that could make a, an impact on their emissions. Like, they could actually meet maybe their their Paris Climate Agreement goals. Yeah. So, like, it's sort of exciting to see a country do something like this, but at the same time, you have to think about the communities that will be impacted by this. Yeah, Sorry. you have to have a plan for people. Right. What do you do with all mm-hmm. the people who have you know, for better or for worse, have been working for industries that, that we now consider like highly polluting and, mm-hmm. um, you know, causing global warming. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, it's been interesting to also see the flip side of that. So that segment is available online, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the segments that mm-hmm. you do are available. Yeah, on YouTube. So the yeah. show is on HBO, but we have this, awesome deal with HBO where a week after our segments air, we can put them on a YouTube, on the vice news YouTube channel. So great. They're available. Um, but yeah, so like that is one way that a country like Spain, for instance, is dealing with it. The U S is nowhere near shutting down its coal mines where under the Trump administration, they're actually trying to, um, open up a new coal mine. Like there, that is not happening, but ultimately that would be the goal if we did do something like AOC's green new deal. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, so we're under this administration that seems to be very uh, anti-science and also anti-gay. Is Mm -hmm. that because science is inherently gay? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in my case, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, But (laughs) is this a serious question? Where do I take this? Um, Yes. I don't even know. I don't um, even know. (laughs) I asked it. The administration is definitely, there are a lot of uh, anti-science tendencies. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, I mean, just this week, Darla Shine, who's Bill Shine's wife, who is the communications mm-hmm. uh, director for the White House, yeah, was tweeting um, about like was tweeting anti-vaccine related yep. tweets like all week. Yep. Yes. Um, sure and there's were. a measles outbreak right now yep. in Washington State and parts of Oregon. I have seen uh, that the um, the anti-vaxxers have come after you. <laughs> yeah, they have in the past. Yeah. 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 So, oh, so you're, you, you're, oh, you Googled me. That's I Googled, what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I Googled you yeah, there are and a few I noticed that um, various uh, right wing uh, <laughs> dum-dums yeah. have <laughs> have come after you. Yeah. Well, I, um, and with the anti-vax issue, though, I sometimes I see people who aren't necessarily even right wing. Like that seems to be the one issue that sometimes there's left wing people who. That's yeah. true. You know that's what I mean? very like, true. The demographic the is ones surprising are, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I think just if anything rationale, can bring people together, it's a good conspiracy. Exactly. And like, I mean, yes. well, the right wing seems to be like anti-vax because of more maybe leaning more towards religious Christianity kind of things, and the left yeah, ones are because like, I don't want Jenny the government told them to. to tell me what to do. Yeah. Is sort of the conservative yeah. stance on things. Like that's yeah. very much what it's like in like Texas. Yeah. But then if you go to California, it's the like granola type right. parents who are like, let's only put organic things in my kids' body because they read some like celebrity mommy blog that told them not to. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it is very much a like white suburban mm-hmm. type of, and like urban as well um, type of thing. And and actually, one of the things that's really unsettling about it is that some of these groups prey on um, immigrant communities. So you'll have an immigrant community that will recently settled somewhere in the U.S. and they will send representatives and talk to them about how vaccines cause autism, which, by the way, the vaccines do not cause autism. Right. Yeah. That's been fully um, like debunked, right? Yes. Like, yes. That's and vaccines over and over are again. Yeah. very safe. They're really great. Um, and they're one of the reasons why people don't die of the measles all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's, it's like one of the best scientific breakthroughs. Like, I wonder if... Yeah, that, it's like, huge... Since the, since the dawn yeah. of civilization. To me, it's like, if God was, like, real, he's sitting in his office and he's like, but I gave you the fucking vaccine. I told... Like, I yeah. sent people to invent this. Yeah. I tried to and help you guys. Like, be, duh. If that's your rationale, like, well, it's... God will take yeah. care of us. Well, he he did. Like, And he, I've talked to a lot of anti-vaccine, like, vaccine-hesitant and anti-vaccine parents. And to be... To be fair and and very clear, like these people really care about the health of their kids. Well, of course They're they just do. trying to yeah. protect them. I, I what I found is that, and you, as you've mentioned, right, it doesn't. It's not necessarily just like right wing people mm-hmm. or left wing people. It, the 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 main thread that I can find is that it tends to be people who are prone to believing conspiracy theories. Exactly. Yeah. Like media literacy is so important and. It, Reading like you know you people like us and generally a lot of people like I think in our age group and our level yeah. of like internet literacy yeah. look at the source of an article yeah. first. Like if I see something, show me where it's from, and right. then from and there it, you can. When you go down the the anti vaccine rabbit hole, it's it, there's a lot there, right? Yeah. Like if you're yeah. looking for a certain kind of narrative, you will find it. Yeah, if yeah. you're looking to confirm your narrative, because I I've gone a little bit down the rabbit hole just to see the arguments right. because I know um, some people who did not vaccinate uh, so do their, I, yeah. their child and yeah. was, you know, engaging in a conversation about this. And I'm like, I want to see what, what they're reading. I'm like, okay, I guess if you're looking to confirm this and want to ignore the entire medical community yeah. Yeah, that has said, that's not true. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then, you know, but that's the thing. It's like to, to believe all this, you really have to think that there's like a conspiracy mm-hmm. that every medical 
and right. science professional right. is in on yeah. to get people to do this. And the thing is that like I in my conversations with parents who who believe these things you can't really change their minds, right? Like mm-hmm. they they have an answer to everything that you'll say. I, I remember, I think I've said like things like, so if you were diagnosed with cancer, you would undergo chemo, which is literally designed to kill your cells. Yeah. yeah. But you won't vaccinate your kid, even though like it's it's not a poison. Yeah. Right. Chemo is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, that doesn't work, yeah. right? And it's the same thing with climate deniers, right? I can't change your mind. I would love to be able to change your mind. I can't. Um, what I've found is that people change their minds on their own mm-hmm. when they encounter um, an actual threat, right? I think one of the, th- the problems with vaccines is that they work so well that we're really far removed from the threat. Yeah. Right. We um, haven't seen people some of these don't remember and, right. polio. Generations. Right. I mean, they don't remember polio. Yeah. They don't remember large outbreaks of the measles. But mm-hmm. right now in Washington state, because there is a large outbreak, I've spoken to a lot of doctors recently and ev- and people from the Clark County Department of Health, everybody keeps telling me, we have had so many people get vaccines in January. It's it's crazy. Wow. Um, the vaccine, like the rate of people getting vaccinated, their, their kids getting vaccinated have shot up. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's real. Yeah. All of a sudden there's a kid in the class who has right. some fucking Oregon Which, Trail disease. Exactly. And if you, <laughs> like if you transpose that to climate denial, uh-huh. that's when things get really depressing because yeah. you're like, oh... <laughs> We're not going to believe it until what the is sea it gonna level take rises. Exactly, yeah. For it, people to actually say, like, you, your, your house needs to be threatened, like, actually yeah. and actively, um, and not just, you know, how long are you going to say, no, this isn't what it is? Yeah. What do you um, think? What, what's your answer to that? Like, what, what is it actually? Yeah, like? I mean, the people who change their minds are people who are genuinely confronted with this. Yeah. But um, I, it's probably going to be too late, right? Like, but of before, before there's enough people to really change the the tide of behavior. Well, like, I mean, that's sometimes I feel like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I feel like that. Um, and other times I look at things like uh, the fact that young people increasingly, like, at some point that's these true. kids right. are going to be in power, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and AOC. Yeah. Right. Uh, People like that, right? Yeah. And, and uh, there are a lot of really, really well-informed, um, very the people who speak really well about this who are very young, and at some point those people will have a lot more weight. Um, so maybe that's you know, maybe it's a changing of the guard, yeah. And maybe that can happen sooner rather than later, yeah. Um, and largely Americans do understand that climate change is real. I've, I've been trying to not say believe that climate change is real anymore, by the way. I, it's a very like specific, like I want to ask politicians, like, do you understand that climate change is real? Because yeah. that's a very, that should be yeah. the wording now. Absolutely. It's, it's not, do you believe in it? It's not a theory. You, it's a fact. Yeah. It's a fact. Do you understand climate change? Yeah. A lot of climate change deniers, it's not like that they're denying that climate change is happening. It's that they think that it's natural right, and or that has it's nothing not, to do. Right. So then you have to go, do you understand human induced <laughs> yeah. climate change? Do you understand yeah, yeah. that temperature and climate are two different things? You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. well, yeah. well, how is it? That's, that's or like the, the, or like like the weather oh and weather climate, and climate are, are different things. things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yes, it's cold. And like, if there, just because there's a fucking blizzard in December or January yeah. right. doesn't mean that we're not under a significant shift in 
the overall climate. Yes. I mean, yeah. other than the president, I think most yeah. Republicans do understand I think they that. Fully but, understand it. I and, truly and, do. And I think that they also I don't think they give a fuck, to be honest. Yeah. Because they're old and they don't have That's to, a thing. I think they know that humans are causing it, but they know it's bad for business. So, because so they, they can go and be like, well, you know, you can't be a hundred percent sure that all this right. all these toxins we're releasing because they're cashing checks yeah. from oil lobbyists. And, yeah. you know, it's all like it's I think you're right when you when you say the changing of the guard. That's the only that's honestly the only thing I can the only like thing that ke- that helps me fall asleep a little bit is just knowing that like basically we're gonna have to wait out this whole generation of older right. people to die. Right. Like that's it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like if you're 70 I mean, years some, old, some people who so are people older have who... been able to to change their minds. Absolutely. I definitely like always sure. leave the, the door open for that. Of um, course. And some I'm, people I'm who are older are, are already super aware of this and, and, and speak about this. I'm talking really about people well. in terms of like yeah. decision making people. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, these people that just don't give a shit about the climate because they will not be around to the suffer problem. the consequences. Yeah. You know, like it sucks. I mean, I look at there's a lot. There's a few reasons why I'm a few big reasons why I'm, I've decided I'm never having kids. But one of the main ones, honestly, like not to bum anyone out, but like, what's the planet gonna be like in 50 years? Like, if I had a kid mm. today, yeah, when when they're my age, when they're 33, like, what's what is this gonna look like? Yeah. What's what's the map gonna look like? You know, I, yeah. I've had those thoughts too, and and that is like a legitimate thing to mm-hmm. think about but i'm like at any time hasn't there always been something like oh absolutely some existential like, yes. threat, right? what absolutely, horrible yeah. thing whether it's like the the russians yeah, or like world war ii or disease yeah. disease absolutely yeah. like there's always been like i understand now's I, not a good time to bring a kid no because yeah. humans are trash but also absolutely. beautiful and beautiful beautiful trash yeah beautiful yes. trash. beautiful trash for sure um but it but yeah it's like i i just can't i i can no longer take people who don't understand climate climate change seriously in a decision-making capacity. Like I just, I can't do it. Like we're not like it's over. That's why I think it's so brilliant to watch people like AOC. There's a lot of people yeah. that are doing a lot of good work. Well, it's also She's really under bright lights, but it's upsetting Republicans, how popular the green deal is. Cause they're all laughing at it. And then oh. they take a poll and, and it's most like people 80% are percent like, approval rate of people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, the green New deal is, is complex in, mm-hmm. in that it's like not a, it's not a bill. It's a non-binding uh, proposal. And yeah. it's, you know, even if there is a vote on it, it will all be largely symbolic. But mm-hmm. it is one of these, like, big sweeping things that is really radical in that it is probably one of the first large-scale plans like this proposed anywhere in the world where they're linking um, these economic policies and climate policies and and social justice issues mm-hmm. uh-huh. together and saying, hey, we can't do one thing without doing the other. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 actually like it's very, very radical. And yeah, when people say it's very socialist, like I don't disagree, it is. Yeah. Um, it sort of makes sense that if you're gonna address climate change, you have to have economic policies alongside it. Yeah. Um but they, they definitely like don't break down. We don't know how much it's gonna cost, they don't break down all of these other things. Like there I have a lot of questions about this deal. Sure. Um I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I'm going to be paying attention, very close attention to it. Um, and it feels like there's a lot of cool momentum around it and people are talking about it. It's it's nice to see people that I didn't necessarily expect to be talking about this to be talking about it. Um, I have no idea where it's going, though. Yeah. So we'll see. 
Yeah, we'll see. As long yeah. as uh, we don't get swallowed by the ocean. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about you getting into mm-hmm. science yeah. and then making that transition to being a journalist. Yeah. Um, so I always wanted to be a zoologist. Uh, the plan was to be a herpetologist specifically. I wanted to to study snakes. Nice. Um, and from the time I was like five years old, like yeah. was, no, I'm no, just I'm, thinking my, about your uh, snakes. Oh, my snake tweet, tweet last night. Um, my dad <laughs> used to have them as pets when I was a kid. Oh, wow. So I really what like. What kind? Um, he had a California king for a long time, mm. and then he had a corn snake for a while. Yeah, those were like the standard, yeah. like, standard like domestic ones. Yeah, he like didn't have the, any of the, the standard big, like, pet snakes. He didn't have any of the big, you know, yeah, yeah, danger yeah. like no constrictors or anything but I was yeah. always like very used to holding them as a kid and like oh, I'm, cool. I'm still not afraid of them at all like they don't bother me yeah I wouldn't want to see one in my apartment but, yeah you know, like, I have a, a healthy fear of snakes um, yeah I just I just think they're so gorgeous they are they're fascinating fascinating and I guess they're the way they I, eat is very interesting yeah. when I was a kid we used to go to the pet store and buy like pinkies yeah. they were a dollar yeah. each yeah. and the little tin, teeny baby mice yeah and I remember sitting in the car just holding they came in like a you know those like Chinese carton takeout yeah, containers this true. they would wrap oh them in those just put yeah. them in little so boxes yeah so I'm like you know 12 sitting here holding a few oh. live live little oh your dad uh, went the guys. live route oh yeah yeah, they yeah. Had, yeah that can the, be dangerous for the snakes sometimes because like you know the mm. food bites back yeah, kind of these ones were like the t- like newborns, so they mm-hmm. weren't even. Yeah, they were kind of like wiggling, yeah. but they weren't really. Yeah. But yeah, we would take them home and and you just you know you drop them in there and you yeah. let the nature take its course. Yeah, <laughs> I um so my so my my father who's Trinidadian um like grew up like sending his dogs on iguanas that would like hang out Whoa. on the fence, right? Like yeah. he he does not view reptiles and amphibians as pets. Yeah. So I was never allowed to have these animals. Yeah. They were but considered I was, more like pests, basically. Like Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. He was like, you want me to pay how much for, <laughs> like, a snake? Right. Seriously? Like, yeah. Um, he was very much against it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my mother was horrified, and my sister was not. Like, I, I think I had this very, like, tomboy attitude where I was like, anything that grosses my sister out, like, yeah, I'm yeah. so down. Like, I wanted tarantula. Like, I was really Ooh. into critters. Yeah. Um, Tarantulas are so cool. <laughs> they, no, they are. No, I yeah. have full yeah. body chills right now thinking about that. There are like tarantulas that do this like cool drumming thing when they when they mate. It's very it's, mm-hmm. you should watch. It. Look it up on YouTube. It's totally worth it. A woman explained um, to me uh, at a desert museum in Arizona, and she had the tarantula on her hand, and then she was explaining about like how they they kill the men. And I'm like, keep talking. Oh about yes, this. <laughs> Tell me more. This sounds yeah. Awesome. If they're like a powerful tool for like right. Yeah. You know, smashing the patriarchy, then I suppose we could have yeah. our own little tarantula oh, army. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, go on. Continue. Anyways, continue. I wanted to do that. I was a big nerd um, and a jock, incidentally. It was a weird mishmash. But I um, I ended up studying zoology in, in college um, for my bachelor's degree in, in Ontario. And I, at, at, towards the end of it, I was like studying these salamanders and I was kind of bored mm-hmm. um i because I, I these were nocturnal salamanders who like you will understand this i think um they like like around like nine degrees celsius mm-hmm. temperature so like pretty close to freezing yeah and i i would have to like hang out with them at like 1 a.m in this <laughs> freezer wow. and just like look at them 
do like it was it was about specific territorial behaviors so i was like looking at them get pissed off at each other basically um and that's what i do at cubby hole (laughs) (laughs) i I just watch i find people from across the room and i'm like i can tell those two are really upset with each other right so they're quietly watching them yeah (laughs) um oh god anyway um so i but i was listening to podcasts the whole time yeah um and at some point i was like listening to like science friday and like radio lab and at some point, it sort of dawned on me that somebody was writing this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. science reporting is a job. Yeah. And that is the moment where I let myself realize that, like, actually, the research thing was, like, not my deal. Yeah. Um, it was very isolating. There was never anybody mm-hmm. with me. And I love talking about science. I love reading about science. I love communicating science. Doing the science, I feel like I don't have the attention span for it. I have, like, very short bursts of, like... I'm going to find out everything about this topic yeah. over a course of three weeks. And once that three weeks is up, like I'm, I'm ready to move on to the next thing. And scientists, yep. like they have to, they spend their lives studying yeah. a single aspect of a single organism. And that is not me. Yep. That's why um, I dropped out of a PhD program. Once I realized the reality of it right. being isolating and knowing that I did not care about anything. What did enough. you study for your PhD? Ugh, marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? Oh my God. I know. But focusing on one wow. particular My dad thing is... was a marketing professor too. Was I trying to please him? I don't think so, <laughs> but maybe. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I went to a marketing PhD program because uh, growing up, my dad was like, yeah. being a marketing professor is mm-hmm. wonderful. It's a great lifestyle. And, you know, my dad, he was like around during the summers. Like mm-hmm. he took a oh, sabbatical yeah. the year I was born mm-hmm. to like... Yeah, raise me. You yeah, know? don't get me wrong. Like my parents have had a, a really nice life because yeah. they met during their PhD, their marketing PhD. Yeah, it, it's a sweet um, gig, but mm-hmm. you can't fake your way into it, which is what I learned. I was like, oh, I you know, I'll mm-hmm. take the tests, I'll apply, I'll get in, and I did, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't care about any oh, of this work stuff. Here. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you you have to care about it, and then also like, uh, care about it enough to not care where you live because yeah. after they place right. you like a lot of the people that I entered the program with now live in like Kentucky and right. that, like you know are working at these random universities where they have openings because your your research and your job is so specific and I yeah. know we have a lot of listeners in the science uh, in the yeah. I mean, it's also not the way that it used to be when our parents were doing this, right? Like, yeah. there were a lot of more job openings back then. Getting tenure was so much easier. Like, yeah. It's just a completely different landscape. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't blame you. But anyway, sorry um, not to make this no, about that's all right. me, but, but, but I, I get it. I understand not wanting to study the same thing yeah, for and years. I, I I remember going home that night and going like and immediately googling like science journalism, thinking yeah. that I was like a pioneer putting these two words together. <laughs> like, Does this job yeah. exist? Yeah. Um. And immediately programs popped up and and a bunch of resources popped up. So what I did this was like the summer before my last year of college. I uh, started writing for the newspaper at my university, and um, like I had this science column. And I applied to NYU's Science, Health, and Environmental Reporting Program, their, their master's program. So the minute I graduated, like, I was, I was out of there. Like, I was doing a master's in journalism after that. Oh, great. Okay. Um, and that's how I moved to New York. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And uh, so during that time. So you figured out everything in good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was actually, like, really perfect timing. I didn't even yeah. skip a beat, which yeah. is, I, I don't know, it, it really worked out for me. If I had realized it just a couple months later, I would 
don't know what I would have done because I don't think I'm the type of like because academia is so important in my family. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know like I wouldn't have taken like a year off. I would have gone off and done something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I probably would have done a master's in zoology as well. Yeah. So I um so I moved to New York and I ended up I the program was great and gave me a lot of good contacts and I ended up interning for Quartz and Scientific American and Nature Medicine, which is a scientific journal. Um, and then I got hired by The Verge, Fox Media website, yeah. was their science reporter for a while. Um, it was really, really great there. And then Vice tapped me on the shoulder and was like, hey, do you want to be on TV? Um, and my, my wife likes to tell this story that when we first started dating, she asked me, like, you're a journalist. Do you, do you ever want to be on TV? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Um, but at The Verge, I had been doing videos um, and I, I found that I enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. Writing scripts is a very sort of specific way of writing, as I'm, I'm sure yeah. you're aware. And like yep. the language of it is very sort of loose and um, it's 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 nice to write something that's more conversational. And when they tapped me on the shoulder, I was like, I mean, I don't I don't know, but OK, uh, I'll, I'll give it a try. The show didn't exist yet. Um, and uh, it worked out. I'm really glad I made that leap. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a cool journey. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, how is it being queer mm-hmm. in that space? Um, well, so one thing I'll say is like, as, as a woman being a science journalist, like there are a lot of us, um, the program that I graduated from tends to graduate, like, if not 60 to 70%, like, they had one year it was only 100% women in the program wow. after wow. I graduated. So the problem is that once you get higher up in the ranks, like, the people who are really well-known are all men. Yeah. Which is very typical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And and those men are, a lot of them are my friends, and they're really fantastic. But it's true. Like, if you're a well-known science journalist, chances are you're a dude. Yeah. Um, so that is, um, that's a little bit of a problem in the, in the industry as a whole, right? The professors tend to be men, a lot of them. Sure. Um, as a queer person of color, um, who is like gender nonconforming and on TV, like that's also like a whole thing. Like if you, you know, go through the YouTube comments on the Vice News channel, which I try to not do. Never. No. YouTube comments are the worst comments. It's like a cesspool of like people constantly questioning my gender, constantly, um, you know, just like terrible, terrible things. Um, and I've, I've like talked about this publicly, like even going out in the field, like I get misgendered in the field when we're reporting sometimes and that can create really weird situations um, that can be kind of hard. So like there are different levels of things that I have to deal with. Yeah. Um, and they're not just internet based. They're also yeah. like my interactions with the source base, right? Like this one time I was reporting, the segment is available online. I spent an entire morning with a woman um, we were doing a story about wild horses in the U.S. because um, there's a, like an overpopulation of wild horses and it's a little bit of a problem. And she spent the entire morning referring to me as he. And all her friends were using the correct pronouns for me the whole yeah. time. And I... <laughs> I remember, like, and my producer was like, what do, like, what do we do? And I was like, like, I shook my head and I was like, no, like, just, just be chill. And, um, at the end of the day, as we were packing up in the cars, like it it was about midday, I guess at that point, I went over to her. I said, thank you so much. I really enjoyed spending time with you today. 
just so you know, um, I'm a woman. And I don't, and I'm telling you this because I don't want you to be embarrassed later. And she said, okay. And then she hugged me. Huh. To this day, I have no clue what that hug was about. Right. I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know what happened. Um, but I like went back in the like van with my crew afterwards and like I related this and they're like, oh, I don't know, man. Like this is yeah, looks very yeah. strange. Um, but I work with a lot of really lovely people who are very good at um, being really supportive. Like I get misgendered constantly in like TSA type environments. Yep. Oh, of course. Every time I travel, yeah. like it's just, and it tends to be white people who misgender me. Yeah. Which is uh, what I have said publicly before is that I think that being misgendered is one of the ways that I experience ra- racism on a regular basis. Yeah. Because I think my face, like people of color, it's not a, it's not a like straight and fast rule, but people of color tend to be able to read my face and understand. And like, also the gender norms for, for black people are different. Yeah. Um, and I, I can, I can actually affirm that. Um, I'm, I would say never misgendered by a person of color. It's always usually white women who misgender me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm, I don't give a shit. Like it's, it's never, it's obviously like, it's usually in quick sort of like, like bathrooms, cashiers, and yeah, bathrooms, yeah, yeah, yeah cashiers, things like that. Yeah. But it's it is. I have actually noticed that over time that it's like, wow, I I am never even when I'm like look really masculine, like when I'm fully leaning in, never once am I misgendered by a person of color. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's a really weird. Like if I just feel like my features are not read by white people in the same way. Yeah, and it, it just like it feels it feels very strange all the time. Um, and because when I got this job, I started traveling a lot more. I started encountering that a lot more. Cause like in my little like Brooklyn bubble, like things are pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Um, but traveling was this moment where all of a sudden I was encountering this a lot Yeah, and it was really weird. Huh. Um, but you know, I've also had really good experiences when it comes to that stuff. So yeah. it, it depends. Yeah. But it definitely like the way that I present and being a queer journalist and being a person of color and being like all of these like things about And knowing about, about me. scientists, some, some people are probably like, oh, must be a guy. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. They know about yeah, science. Yeah, it, yeah, no, totally, with, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, if they were on the fence, uh, right. you being knowledgeable about something that's right. not quote unquote feminine right. might throw them off. Yeah. <laughs> There's and a, lot of, it's a lot of like intersections with you, you know. And yeah, yeah. and I and end stuff. up, I end up in interviewing a lot of folks who are more conservative uh-huh. um, because I have this climate change beat and yep. I really care about what conservative folks feel and think about climate change. Like that's really matters. And a lot of those communities are going to be really affected as well. Sure. But I do end up in situations where I'm like, Ooh, like I am visibly queer. Yeah. Um, I know when you're talking about these coal towns perceived. and everything, yeah. I'm like, yeah. imagine um, walking oh, yeah. into that coal bar. And yeah. one thing that I will say is that, I think that I sort of had a like worry about traveling. I thought that things were going to be a lot like it hasn't been easy. Yeah. But I thought things were going to be harder. Okay. Um, and I am a lot less worried about being in places that I would consider conservative than I was, you know, granted I'm, I'm like with a crew with cameras, like, right, it's all very right. protective yeah. in that sense. Um, but I've been so pleasantly surprised by people who have been really warm to me when I didn't necessarily know whether they would be. Yeah. And that has made me like love this country a yeah. lot more. Yeah. I mean, that is something that, 
if you go to like smaller parts of the country with people that you like assume are gonna uh, hate mm-hmm. you. <laughs> just yeah, there's just on, like this worry, right? Who this, you like, are. How, yeah. are, how am I going to be received here? Like, if I go into this restaurant, or you know, people people stare. They always stare. Oh, but yes. like, yeah, you know, how is that interaction going to go? And sometimes it is just the best, and it's really cool. And I just, yeah, I'm the people who come up to me and say like, "Hey, we love the show." Yeah, it's I'm always surprised, and yeah. it's it's I you know it's folks that I don't necessarily would even expect to to watch the show and they do and they're really appreciative and it's just awesome it's a really great feeling because I, I think sometimes it's easy to let the internet uh lead us to believe right that yes all mm-hmm. these people yeah. like hate us and if they ever met us in person yeah. they would be nasty but the the people yeah. who do our theme song they tour the country and they uh they do a lot of like couch surfing and small towns nice. and stuff yeah. and they're they're like the most liberal people i know mm-hmm. um but they've had like really awesome conversations they've said with like hardcore Republicans, mm-hmm. but who treat them like so well. Anyway, I don't know. So it, it's, well, it's always you know, interesting. The, like, Southern to, Southern thing is yeah. real and, they, and it is and amazing. And they're curious. They're curious, like yeah. not in a mean way, but, but they're like, Oh, like yeah. you're one of these, like tell me more about it. And, mm-hmm. and because honestly, they're isolated from it in real life. Yeah. And, and when they encounter somebody who genuinely just wants to know how they're feeling, what they think, how they're doing, regardless of whether I personally agree with what they're saying, like, yeah, that means something. And yeah. it's a huge privilege for me to be able to have these conversations. Like I, it bl- like it blows my, I'm really grateful for this job mm-hmm. every yeah. day. Like it blows my mind. That's cool. Um, and incidentally going on the show, I've gotten a lot less death threats in, in the last few oh, years. That's nice. Which has been oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. 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 Going from writing for a tech website to oh, go being oh, on, on a TV has, has actually made things a lot better for me. So it's been wow. interesting. Yeah. I wow. would expect that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. How refreshing. Uh, <laughs> man, the internet. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we need to wrap up and get to our listener question. I want to make sure we have enough time because this one's yeah. a doozy. Uh, Can't just, wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, they start off strong. Hello, beautiful lesbians. That's right. how we like to be addressed. Okay, I'm on your side. Keep okay. going. Uh, I'm reaching out in search of your opinion since you always have such sage advice. Again, it helps with compliments if you want us to answer your question on this podcast. They know us. I came out to my loved ones several years back. Since then, I haven't had a single committed relationship. Uh, When you mentioned serial dating, that's me, mostly because uh, I just didn't have time to invest in a relationship. I realized that they take work, and I was always upfront on my dates that I had a pretty full schedule, single mom of a very busy kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is someone who who came out mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later in life. Um, so she went on a day. Uh, okay, wait. Once things progressed to a place uh, where the girl wanted more, I just wasn't able to give her that. Uh, that sounds shitty, but I repeat, I was always very upfront about this. Fast forward many years, my daughter is now the age of your primary demographic. She mentioned that we have a lot of baby gay listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm ready to make that step into a more committed relationship, as terrifying as that is. Uh, A little while back, I met someone on our first date. We went to five different places over the course of eight hours because we really just didn't want the date to end. And not date places. Target, Michaels, et cetera. (laughs) Amazing. Very lesbian. Very on brand. There's a lot of lesbian details here. I'm in. Um, Okay. Since then, we've been full speed ahead. First person I introduced my family. I've met her family. 
everything within me tells me that I met my person. I thought that on our very first date, the chemistry was undeniable. Here's my question. Given that this is really my first committed relationship with a woman, uh, despite having dated many women, is it possible that we're going too far too fast? Should I slow things down? I've dated other girls since, but I decided... Um, I was ready for a, wait, I've dated other girls since I decided I was ready for a committed relationship. Not one has had this impact on me. Part of me says, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I think we know the question. Yeah. This is, yeah. Okay. Right. No, I think anyway. go all in. If you think, you know, yes, this is like your first committed relationship, but it sounds like you've, you've kind of like dated enough to know, you know, I think when you know, you know, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with committing to this person at all. I don't know. And I'm like the last person to ever say that. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, I think it, if you're it, happy, it kind of sounds like she's answering her own question and yeah. that she, she says like she has dated around. Nobody else has had this impact on, on her. Um, I think like, uh, yeah, I mean this, it, it doesn't, I'm, I'm like struggling to find the question in here. Cause like the, even the answer, like the question itself seems to be answering itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knows. Um, so yeah, go for it. Be happy. Um, it's really great that you set boundaries with the people that you were mm-hmm. dating with and were upfront. I don't think that's shitty at all. As, yeah. as long as, you know, things were clear, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you're ready to be like, you just got to put yourself out there and actually say your, your true feelings. So like in the same way that you communicated your boundaries before, make sure that you communicate your feelings and that might mean getting shot down. So mm-hmm. just do it. It, it like, doesn't matter any like what are you going to lose yeah it sounds like your fear of commitment is uh like you feel like wait this isn't normal well this is different for you because maybe this is a great match for you right uh so sometimes it feels a little off kilter but that's probably a good thing yeah 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 yeah. it's a good sign it's like if you've been with a bunch of women and it was easy for you to keep it like casual and not make time for them and not invest emotionally it's probably because they weren't the right people uh for you to yeah invest or or maybe like you weren't like you said you weren't ready and now it sounds like you are ready and you found a a good person so yeah that sounds pretty awesome yeah Yeah. i mean you're like later in life the like too, is it too soon, too fast thing? Like, I, I feel like that timeline gets accelerated quite a bit. Yes. Yes. Um, so it doesn't feel bad. And, and like, I, I, it should feel fine. Yeah. And also, like, not to be flippant about it, but it is the lesbian way. Yeah. So, like, hard and fast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, so far you're talking about like Target and Michaels and all that stuff. You're on brand. Yeah. So just, you know, lean in. Yeah. Yes. Lean in. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. For Best it. of luck to you in yes. your new relationship. This is amazing. Ariel, where can people find your work? You mentioned on, yes. on YouTube, on HBO, where mm-hmm. can they follow you on social media? Yeah. Uh, well, there's the vice news YouTube channel. Um, my Twitter is at ADRS and my Instagram is at ADRS. Um, so feel free to follow me on that. I'm also on Facebook. I don't, post a lot i don't love that social Mm-mm. network at all i am yeah. on goodreads goodreads i think yes. it's at ariel d ross um and yeah i i actually review books on a regular basis i don't write a lot but i uh i i you I, seem you super know, following super on goodreads yeah i feel yeah. like we need to set up a, a diking out goodreads <laughs> totally. account i think we're I th- missing a part of them we, we would need have to the tap most into that. followers probably yeah. on goodreads and <laughs> that's where we went you've probably uh, heard of us on goodreads yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right great. well you can follow us at diking out everywhere you can follow me uh, at tgi carolyn and if i'm you- oh go oh. ahead <laughs> 
Uh, if you have a question, <laughs> uh, dykingout at gmail.com. Uh, follow me at the Sarah York on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Thanks, that's it. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for being here yeah, today. This is a very interesting, me. wonderful conversation, yeah. especially uh, the part about us having Those our lives intertwined. Totally, uh, totally. That was, that's that was always really, a lot of fun. That was special to be a part of. I'm that really was very special. Happy about that. <laughs> uh, great, and we can't wait to uh, watch more of your work in thank the you. future. Best yeah. of luck to you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for diking out with us, everybody. Right. Dike out with us next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.